When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome back to Unfiltered Kitchen. We are back with another episode and another topic. We really appreciate all the feedback from our parenting talks that we gave. And it's really interesting to see what your guys' parenting style is slash if you got the boot when you were 18. Um, This week, we're going to talk about our biggest life lesson. Oh, by the way, I'm Cheyenne. I failed at the intro, but... You're still better than that. I'm Kyle. (laughs) I'm Kyle. That's Shy. It's my daughter. It's my little girl. I got another girl, too. Kyle Lynch. I got another girl, too. She's going to come join us one day, too. I know. We're going to start to bring on guests, but we wanted to, like, get a few episodes in with you guys before we started bringing on other people. I have this one one fraternity brother. Why am I scared? I'm kind of scared myself. Okay. He says that he has worked on cracking the case of the... Who's the stalker up in Frisco? I have no idea the, what you're talking the, um, about. Boy, what was it? Give me one second. Talk, talk to him for a minute. Come okay. On. I, I just, this is super interesting. Okay, while you figure out what your frat brother did, um, this week we got proposed a question from one of you guys online. And it just got me really thinking, and I thought it was really- The Zodiac Killer. You ever heard of the Zodiac Killer? No, Dad. Zodiac Killer was. So he's telling you guys that he found the stalker. Like he cracked the code. There was a there was a code that he left. It's just. So did he crack the code? I don't know if he did or if he's cuckoo (laughs) lucoo. I don't know. I think he did though. The way he talks, it's not the first time I've he's talked about it. Wait, do they know who the killer is? I don't think they ever. I don't think anybody's ever gone to to the death to jail being the Zodiac killer. Does he think that he found the killer? Pretty much. He's saying that he, he cracked text, the code. You guys, I'm looking at my dad's phone. There's 15 people in this group chat. Yes. So he texts all of you guys to tell you? Well, no, no. He's been telling us for years, but people have written him off. Okay. Okay. Like, come on. You, you're kind of tripping. This is what he says. Um. I would be an independent consultant to the cold case detectives. This is on working on that case. Okay. He's saying for years that he cracked the code. But, but that we, we digress. We're talking about it. But I, I'm you, so interested when you, when now. You, when you talked about guests, I was just like. I'd oh, love that him. would be a guest yeah, to bring him I would on. love to bring him in. You know, just to, just to just tell us all about it. I would. Let's do it. Okay. All right. 
let's do it bring him on anyway this week we got proposed a question that got us both thinking we had few small conversations on it and thought it would be a good conversation with you guys the question was what is your biggest life lesson or what has been your biggest life lesson and then the other part of the question is does it change with the season so I know that I was like really thinking about my answer of like, what's my biggest life lesson, life lesson, life lesson. Mm -hmm. But I also realized that you're double my age. So (laughs) I think think you should go first because you've lived way more life than me. Yeah. You've heard mine though. Maybe. Mine's not going to be a surprise when I say mine. Okay. Let's hear yours. It's not a problem unless you make it one. I think that's like a life motto. Life motto, life lesson. It start off a model, but you when you learn to live that way, mm-hmm. it becomes a no. It start off as a lesson. Okay. It is now a model. So say it again. It's not a problem unless you make it one. And I apply it to pretty much everything, and everything, and everything, and everything. And everything. <laughs> okay. Here, um, you know, take it. Take, you can't apply that to everything. Give me a subject and watch me. Teresa cheats on you. It is what it is. It's not a problem unless you make your one. I, okay, look. I've had other people cheat on me and I have forgiven them. Okay. Okay. It's what it is. I might have been the one cheating. You think if you cheat on her, she's going to say it, no, is, but it how, is. But but how she handles it is different. Because that's that, your that's life the way, motto. That's the way I do it. It's not a problem unless you make one. So let's see. We'll take subject of cheating. It could have just as easily been me that was the cheater. Okay. Okay. Now, I know that if I cheated and got caught, I'd want a second chance. All right. Okay. So let's say I'm the one that got cheated on. Okay. Well, I'm going to give them a second chance. Okay. Let's take the subject of a deadbeat parent. Deadbeat parent. You got to keep going. That's no excuse for you being a deadbeat. Okay. Okay. Or I mean, if I'm the child of that parent, or yeah. if I'm the or if I'm the the spouse of that parent, well, hey, look, it's time for me to keep going. You you can be a deadbeat by yourself. I got to keep going. I got to keep it pushing. I'm really over here trying to think to find a topic that's going to stump you, and There's, you seem there, to have an answer for them me, all. Let me tell you something. I've worked this. I I learned this. I heard this when I was around 17, and it sounded good at the time, but then. I kept it in my mind, but as I've gotten older, and probably when I hit in my 25, upper 20s, early 30s, mm-hmm. is when it really started to register and I started to better understand it. And it's easy to say the words, but to put it in practice is a little bit different. But once you do put it in practice and you, and you really learn to understand what it means, um, it really does take you through a lot of things. You don't think that taking that approach to life is almost too like relaxed or like monotone to certain things because it's not like I'm burying my head in the sand and seeing I don't realize what's going on. I do realize what's going on. Okay. Okay. Am I going to make a big issue out of it or am I going to keep it pushing? I'm going to keep it pushing. What if it needs to be a big issue? What needs to be a big issue? I mean, I mean, there are things, first of all, I don't want to stress. Cause you're 60. Because I'm living. I like to live. Okay. I like to live and enjoy. Okay. 
Okay, it has nothing to do with being 60, because again, I started really working this in my in my early 30s, late 30s. Really started working it, you know, in the 40s. And I continue to work it hard. Does this ever cause like problems in your relationship? Only for the only if you don't understand it. Because okay. then people think that I'm being callous or casual about something. Yeah, which okay. would irritate me if I feel like, you know how sometimes when you argue with your mate and you want them to argue back? And if you're looking at me like, it's not a problem unless you make yeah, it one. Yeah, not, I, I think I would just want to yeah, smack you. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I, I'm not. I mean, you know, when I was going through, when I go through issues, um, I really turn to, you know, it's two things. If I'm going through a big headache, contemplate, uh, con, um, not contemplating, uh, complicated, mm-hmm. you know, thought issues, there's two things I do. I do one, how would Jesus handle this? Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, what would God do? What would what well, what would Jesus do? I don't know. I don't know God as well as I know Jesus. Okay, you know, there's stories, lots of stories about Jesus. Yeah, it's kind of a question mark. But Jesus is <laughs> okay. lots of stories. So you know, how would he handle it? Would he be welcoming? Or would he be you know? Would he? I don't want to hear. It, get away from me. Or would he be like, hey, let's talk. Let's figure it out. All right. Okay. Would he be forgiving? Or would he be you know? No, I'm I'm my pride stupid. You know, how would he do it? So I can do that. Okay. And I can also I can also well, it's not really a problem. I'm not going to make this into a problem. Okay. It may be a problem for some folks. For me, it's not a problem. It's just living. This is the way life goes sometimes. So I don't always. Your bank account gets wiped out. Which it has been before. I made more money. I've been broke before. I've been. I've, I've had money and I've had no money. Yeah. Okay. When I didn't have any money, I wouldn't make some more money. You can't just sit and whine. For what? What's that going to do? What's that going to do? Because sometimes it feels good. No, it's, 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 it's procrastination. It's, it's self-pity. It's, and, and there's nothing wrong with those things. Yeah. I've been a procrastinator. I'm probably still a procrastinator. Okay? But I'm a happy procrastinator. <laughs> Let's put it to, to you like this. Sometimes my, 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 and, and my, my uh, temperament, Mm-hmm. It's a lot different now than when I was at a younger age. You know, there was a time I was a real hothead, fly off the handle. Okay, so that helps keeping that all in balance. Okay, I'm, I haven't been a hothead every once in a while. Like the other day, a couple of weeks ago, there's something happened with, with with me and Kyle on the phone. I was hot as hell. Oh, I was I was way up here. I heard. Oh, I was way up here. I hadn't been up there in years. I was way up here. Um. But then, you know, after a minute, I thought about it. I said, why, why am I way up here? You know, I called her back. I apologize. Um, but more so than the apology was this is me getting back in balance. Mm-hmm. Now, this really isn't So you think why your I'm motto here. helps you stay balanced? Oh, it helps me stay balanced. It helps life go by and life is good. Okay. You know, I mean, there's not. What, what can't that apply to? I'm really trying to figure it out. So far, it hasn't applied to you in finances. It hasn't affected your relationships. It, what about with health? Look, if, if I get cancer and I die. Oh, my God. Why do you well, just say I'm, it like I'm, that? Well, I'm going to die anyway. Eventually, you're going to die. You're so like, I'm just going to die. I'm well, just no, going to no, be broke. No, no, here's the deal. Okay. Let's say you, because you talk about health. And the thing, a lot of people are scared of things like cancer. Yes. Because cancer is going to kill you. Yeah, okay. potentially, maybe. Okay, so does old age. Okay. Okay, so what's the difference? If I wait in old age, you got to wipe my ass. You got to change my diaper. I don't want to do that. I know you, and I don't want you to have to do that. I'm going to have to make enough money to find somebody to do that. But here's the point. 
So if I live to be old and someone is wiping my ass and feeding me or I'm feeding books. Is that like, living? Yeah. So, I mean, so what? I die of cancer. at six, If I died at 65, do you know I lived a pretty damn good life? I mean, you know, pretty, pretty. Can you guys help me with this one? Because I feel like I get his motto. Trust me, I've heard it my whole entire life. It's not a problem unless you make it one. You know, when sometimes you stand around with friends or family, you guys all like at Thanksgiving, everybody says what they're thankful for and stuff. Well, we do that a lot. I feel like sometimes in our family, we we, we do that a lot. Yeah. Not only with what we're thankful for, we're just with talking. And around the time that Zach and I were getting married, a lot of people were giving us advice. Everybody was giving us advice. Unasked for advice and asked for advice. Yeah. And one day one of my friends asked, What's been like the greatest advice your dad has given you and Zach? And I'm like, I was really thinking, but all I could think about is he only gives us one piece. Like, there's only one advice that stands out. And it's, it's not a problem unless you make it one. And they were just looking at me like, okay. And I'm like, I'm like, maybe that wasn't a good answer. But that's the one that always stands out because that's, you've said it my whole life. So here, and let's see how it would apply. Let's say you and Zach get into a squirmish about something. Uh-huh. Okay. Are you going to get divorced over this squirmish? I hope not. Okay. Then why not squash it? Because is that handling the problem? The fact that you both realize it's worth squirming. Squ- squ- squirming. Okay, squirming. That, that is a, that you, the, the fact that you both realize it's an issue. Then we solved the problem already. Well, you you both you know Addressed regardless it? of whose fault it was. Okay, you know it was an issue. Those those that were at fault realize that they were at fault. Okay. Okay. So now they're going to do better. They should do better if they care about the relationship. They've got to do better. Yeah. Okay. So why prolong the argument? The thing is to get back to peace, to get back to lovey dovey stuff. You know, you cook, I clean. Yeah. You know, let's go do some stuff with the kids. It's not to win a fight. It's not to win some little battle about who was right or who was wrong. Okay. And I share this with the boys all the time. When I say the boys, Zach and his crew, you know, like when we're at events and I see them and I, you know, like, you know, you guys got to understand about these women. Um, <laughs> these women being me and my friends. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's our, it's our, it's, it's, it's all of our job to keep the relationships right. But us as men, we have to be the ones that kill all the drama. Because okay. women are more emotional. They're, there's more. Well, not to say that men can't be emotional or passionate. I think that okay. sometimes the guys are more petty than the girls. Sometimes they may be, but that's why I talk to them. Okay. Because I, I want to make sure that they understand that arguments, situations are going to come up. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you don't want to sit up there and stay involved in an argument trying to win the argument. You don't try to win an argument. That's not how you win, by getting your point across or you're having the last verse. The way you win an argument is to end the argument. Is it? It is. Because would you would you rather win or would you rather get back to you right? Know, but, all, all but, that stuff? But, but, you know, eating popcorn together, watching a movie. Which is and, great, but I just want to make sure that the argument is actually getting solved and not swept under a rug to blow up into a bigger argument later. Okay, and that's fair. Okay, so you make sure that you say what you need to say. Right. Okay. And he says what he needs to and say. I'm, and I'm going to say this. 
to you, I, I think it's fair. Men don't always hear the first time around. Okay. Okay. So next time it comes up, say it again. Maybe put some tears with it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe put some, well, I mean, it's a scene you got to put making it more emotional so that the okay. man can get his attention. Maybe you have to yell. Maybe you have to scream. Maybe you have to cry. All right. So that they fully understand you mean business and this means a lot to you. All right. See, most men can take stuff and sweep it under. Men can do that. Men can get in fights with, with their friends and be friends. Yes, which is minutes. so irritating to watch sometimes. Okay. With, with that's, you know, but that's, that's the difference. men. Well, you have to understand there's a difference between men and women. And that's just the I way get it that. Is. I yeah. will say that Zach and I have had arguments. Who, you know, I feel like if anyone said, have, They've Everybody never had an arguments. argument. I'd yeah. look at them like you're weird. Yeah. We've had a few arguments, more than a few arguments. We've we've argued. And I have had to learn a lot about myself within those. You want to win every argument. I know you. I'd hate to be your husband. I think you'd make a good wife. <laughs> I just I would say, Shy, I've had talks with you. Can I even finish my thought? I was just about to say that within us arguing, I've had to learn about myself and that I'm not a good arguer. I don't know. There was a time and I'm working on it now. I'm in therapy. Okay. (laughs) There was a time that my version of arguing was to hurt you. I was going to go below the belt. Oh, no. I did not Where did know. Where you get that from? Come on. <clears throat> really? You go below the belt? It was, there was a time <laughs> where, <laughs> yeah, where I was that type of arguer. Because to be honest, I feel like I never saw you and mom argue. So I didn't even know what that looked like, really. What a problem. <laughs> I'm just saying that I feel like it's partially you guys' fight because fault that you never showed me what an argument looked like to show me what making up for an argument looks like. Well, we didn't. We we actually didn't argue very much. Oh well, great. Okay, well, I mean, we just didn't. Well, I'm just saying because of that, a lot of people are like, "Well, didn't you see your parents fight and make up?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't. I swear, I can't remember a time where I've seen you guys argue. I have one image in my head, and I don't know if I've made this image up Tell me what it is. or if it's real. But I remember walking into the kitchen and there was spaghetti yeah, sauce real. Real. everywhere. Real. I was like, "Did you remember that? No, that was real. that's real. Yeah, that was real. Okay, because I really tried real. to bring it up for the past. That was one of the few times where we twenty really years. Had oh, you know, it was spaghetti sauce was everywhere." Every Everywhere, like the ceiling, yeah. the walls were it's covered. Like, like if it was blood, it'd be a mess. It was if it was blood, everybody got killed. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that really happened. That really did happen. Yeah. I can't remember My what mind that was is about. Blown. I can't remember exactly what it was about, but it it did happen. Who threw the sauce? For some reason I think it might have been me. But it wasn't like <laughs> it was like I knocked the thing and the I can never get this image out of my head. I just our kitchen was white, and I remember one day we'll have your mama. We'll ask her what that was about. Yeah, I would love to know because I don't remember my parents arguing, but I just remember that one day walking in the kitchen and it was covered in spaghetti sauce. Yeah, covered. Yeah. So I will say I don't think that I truly ever learned how to argue because I never saw arguments. I only knew that with arguing, I wanted to win, and I knew that in my head of ignorance that in order to win, I needed to hurt your feelings. Where I learned that that's what's now called going below the belt. That's not a healthy way to argue. No, not at all. You were at our house one time 
And Zach and I were arguing in the room. I guess we were arguing too loud. And you said it. I came out and you said, you need to learn how to argue better. You are going below the belt. You are not arguing correctly. And I was really standing there like, there's a correct way and an incorrect way to argue. Yes. I did not know. I'm learning now that there is. Mind you, Zach and I don't argue that much. We barely argue. And our arguments are always petty. We got into the biggest argument that lasted for two weeks of just. Oh, yes, yes. The yes. biggest argument. You know what it was over? The rug. There was a rug that I ordered. And he was mad that in the picture it had orange accents. And when I ordered it, it looked pink. And he's like, I don't want a pink rug in my room. And we argued so bad over this rug. But the bigger picture was that I wasn't willing to compromise because mm -hmm. we could have just rolled the rug up and returned it. But mm -hmm. I didn't want to compromise with him. I ordered the rug. If you want your rug, you order the rug. This is how bad we argued over this rug. Everybody knew there was a rug argument. My mom comes over that night. First thing she does, go into the room, go, oh, Zach, that's such a nice rug in your room. Don't you love it? <laughs> I said, Oh, that's not helping. Oh my God. <laughs> and he looked at me with so much anger in his eyes. Like, did we really just argue over this damn rug? And you called your mom, told her, and then she came over here and, and was just as petty as and you. And signed the check with and you. was just as petty as you were. And he said, that was the day I realized there's something wrong with both you and your mother. <laughs> oh, you, you three, you four, I'm four of them. There used to be five of you. It's been too, it's down to four of you. You four get together. It's, it's you against the world. Um, yes, but whatever. So I say all that to say that I'm learning now mm -hmm. how to argue. Zach and I are actually both learning how to have healthy arguments and how to solve them. But when we go, we go to couples therapy and I always say the biggest thing that I've learned out of therapy is to go to therapy before, before there's an actual problem. Like, okay. okay, a lot of people told us we should do marriage counseling, premarital counseling, all these things before the wedding, which right. I, I agreed we should have, but life was happening too fast and we right. didn't do them. Right. We're playing catch up now. And it's not in a negative way because I feel like when people hear, oh, you guys are going to marriage counseling, it's like, oh my God, what's wrong with your right. marriage? Right. There's nothing wrong with our right. marriage. Um, You're being proactive. We're being proactive and it's helping us a lot. And we're relearning how to have healthy disagreements and I did bring up one day, you know, I've kind of been taught like it's not a problem unless you make it one. And I think the biggest thing that I'm getting back from that is that that could be my perspective, but it might really be a bigger problem to my partner. Then you need to teach your partner that, <laughs> that philosophy. But that's going back to that. Some people have different perspectives. I, I understand. Because I know your wife, and I know that she's not walking around talking about it's not a problem unless you make it one. Yeah, but here's the deal. She can't argue with me if I'm not arguing. Then how does she get her point across? Tells me. So you guys tell don't me, argue? Just tell me. Do you guys argue? She gets bothered by some things. And if she talks to me about it. Do you make her unbothered or do you bother her more? No. Well, what she does is she she tends to shut down. Okay. Okay. Like I'm not speaking to you. 
Okay. She so, goes on silent mode. She goes on silent mode. Zach goes on silent mode. Yeah, well, you know, I don't mind silence. Oh, anytime Zach goes so, on silent mode, I'm like in my head, okay, silent mode is activated, is on. I can play this game all day. Yeah, see, and see, and see, that's the thing. I'm not, that's, see, that's, that's part of why I say the objective is not to win the argument. And that's what the therapist told me. She okay. said, why do you think like that? I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> so, so again, this is what, this, this, look, here's, I'm no therapist, but let me tell you the best thing I could tell you. I, and I, you know, try to share advice with you. Really, you have to understand it is not about winning the argument. It's about ending the argument. But I just feel like whenever you say ending the argument, I'm just trying to realize, is it ending the argument because the argument is done or ending the argument because we found a a solution or a resolution to whatever we were arguing about? Okay, first of all, you have to stand. It's not a problem unless you make it one. So now if you choose to make it a problem. So if there is no problem, we're not looking for a solution. My choice is to, to, to minimize the problem. If this is the way you want to do it, in my life, big picture, it really doesn't matter to me if the rug's got some pink on it. So go ahead. Okay? Yeah. It really doesn't matter. It really is not, whether it's pink or orange or green, and, it's not going to really float my boat. To bring it back, maybe two weeks later, he looked at me and he's like, I like the rug. <laughs> the rug grew on him. <laughs> if you go and tell him right now, tell me about that rug, he's going to know exactly what we're talking okay. about. Because we don't. Our arguments have been very slim. And see, for something like that to last two weeks. Oh, it lasted forever. It would still last right now. If I brought it up right now, it would bring back all old memories. Yeah, He'd yeah, get haunted by yeah. this rug. See, where I, where I would rather do is let that rug lay and get back to you cooking nice meals and we having good sex and, you know, having good conversations. <laughs> and, and forget playing. about the rug. Yes. I'm telling you, Dad, if you brought up the rug to this day. He's going to be mad. <laughs> I'll wait for the right opportunity. He's going to still be mad. <laughs> I'll wait for the right opportunity. One day when he's a little soft. I was, he's like, hey, Zach, tell me about that rug. You, yeah. you know, it's so crazy because I was really thinking all day, what was your answer going to be? What was your biggest life lesson? And yeah. I also didn't know how you were going to approach the question. Like if there was something specifically that happened in your life on this day that changed your life and that was your big life lesson. You know what? There's been things that have really challenged that philosophy or that mantra. Yeah. Okay. But overall, the mantra wins. And that's been the best thing for me. Can you think about what was the most challenging thing to that mantra? Because I've been trying to figure them out this whole time. Probably the most challenging thing is when me and your mom decided to go our separate ways. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, all, the inc- all the details around that. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's like, okay, is this... Is this bigger than your mantra? Yeah. And it was like, no, it really isn't. It really isn't. Yeah. That's, you know? That's interesting. Yeah. I'm still trying to think about way, things that would trump your mantra. I, I've not been able to find one. I'm interested in what you guys think. If someone was to ask you, what is your biggest life lesson to date? Number what is one. yours? We didn't get to yours. Oh, I didn't even think about mine. And it's, do we have time? We don't have no. time. <laughs> We'll do mine next week. Um, I want to know what you guys would say if someone asked you what your biggest life lesson would be. Are you answering it with like a mantra? Are you answering it with an event that took place? Or just how would you answer that question? And then what do you think about my dad's? Name some things that you think might trump it. Yeah. Or if you agree or disagree, we just want some feedback on 
on what he's saying because i think it's interesting i've grown up hearing him say that forever and it's easier for me to apply it in some ways of my life and harder to apply it in other things and i think as an adult now and getting older and having other life lessons happen there's some days where it does work and there's some days where it just does not work so give me a day when it just will not work well here let's do this if you ever have one of those days okay you call me you, know, I, you can explain to me how it works can, for can, that day. I can walk you right into it. Okay. And the door, it's going to be wide open. You can be like, oh, okay. Okay, right. fine. You got it. Yeah. The, the thing with it is what it does is it helps keep you in balance. Okay. You can have highs and be happy, you know, ace birthday, Zach's birthday, you know, vacation trip, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Okay. And that's fine. There can also be lows. Yeah. Lows aren't necessarily so fun. Right. So you want to prevent the lows. By you staying want to balance. in balance. Yeah, but that, that helps you stay in balance. What happens when you get too low, now you start thinking differently, maybe sometimes even desperately. Mm-hmm. You start thinking below the belt. You start mm-hmm. thinking, how can I be even? How can I get back? And all these things aren't necessary. That's, you know, so you think overall you're a pretty balanced person? Oh, I, that's my, that's my, that is my strive. Okay. It's like the day when I told you when I went up here. Yeah. I was really, I was really shocked when I thought about it later because I was way up here. That shit was probably red, you know. I heard. It's probably as red as that kitchen that I can still picture. Yeah, 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 the bloody kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to know what happened because I swear I've thought about that forever and I'm always like, this has to be a dream or something that I've made up in my head because it just looked that crazy. It looked like something out of a movie scene. Have you ever seen this movie? What was the the girl who used to be in the Cosby? In the Cosby. I was thinking Carrie. No, this movie was Mickey Wark. It was such a it's such a love scene though. It's the devil and this woman are making love. Blood just starts falling out of the walls. Ew, it's, Dad. Oh no, it's crazy though. It's crazy. <laughs> oh it was a great God. scene. It's a great scene. It was great, great, great scene. It was the girl who was she was one of the Cosby kids. I but she's grown up in this movie. I don't know. Okay. Right. If you guys know what movie he's talking about, let me know because I just want to watch the scene. I'm fine scene. All right. Don't forget to follow us on our Unfiltered Kitchen on YouTube. Check us out on all podcast platforms at Unfiltered Kitchen. You can follow me at Shy Not Shy. And you can follow me at Pretty Boy Floyd 3. And let us know what your biggest life lesson has been. What's my Snapchat? Do you know? No, you made that name up. Okay. Is it your name? We'll put it on the screen. Time we time this airs. I'll, yeah. I'll be Snapchat hot. Follow him on Snapchat <laughs> whenever he figures out what his name in his Snapchat is. Yeah. yeah. Oh See my you guys. God. <laughs>